Our first reading in the morning comes to us from the book of Hebrews in the New Testament, uh, Hebrews 12, verses 1 and 2, and I'll ask you a, sort of a trivia question. Who wrote the book of Hebrews? Hebrews. <laughs> well, there was a lot of silence. That's a good thing uh, because we don't know. We don't know who wrote the book of Hebrews. Some scholars believe it may have been the Apostle Paul because there's some language similar that in what we find in his other letters, but then there's also a lot of differences, so we just aren't sure. But we are sure of is that we're going to read from chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, so I invite you to follow along. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, who for the sake of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, disregarding its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. And friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second uh, scripture reading of the morning comes to us from the book of Philippians. This is the second to last in the sermon series that I began to start the year. Today we're looking at chapter 3, and it's verses 4 through 14. It's actually 4b, which kind of picks up in the middle of the verse. So uh, Philippians chapter 3, 4b to 14. Again, I invite you to follow along on the screen. The Apostle Paul writing says, If anyone else has reason to be confident in the flesh, he says, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day a member of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. Yet whatever gains I had, these I have come to regard as loss because of Christ. More than that, I regard everything as loss because of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things, and I regard them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but one that comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the sharing of his sufferings by becoming like him in his death, if somehow I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or have already reached the goal, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. And friends, this too is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Once upon a time, there was a man who had everything. He had a lovely wife. He had good kids. He had a high-paying job. He had a graduate degree from a prestigious university. He had a closet full of the finest clothes. He had 50-yard line tickets at all of the Philadelphia Eagles football games. Well, other than that, he had a great life. This man had it all. 
And yet, despite all they had going for him in his life, this man had a rather bizarre, peculiar quirk. Even though he may have been a, oh, I don't know, 61-year-old mature man from New Jersey, he had a thing about balloons. Everywhere he went, he carried with him these bright-colored, helium-filled balloons. And he just loved to talk about his balloons. He would talk about the blue balloon he got on his trip to Spain, or, or the red balloon that his wife gave him as a Christmas gift last year, or the black and white one from Disney World, which has Mickey's face splashed right on it. Now, as you might imagine, these balloons did cramp his lifestyle a bit. He always had to sit in the last row in the movie theater. He always had to sit in the last pew in the church. And his Mercedes, with its custom-sized sunroof, set him back a small fortune. His wife even suggested to him that he might want to give up his balloons, but that was just unthinkable. One day, the man decided to fulfill a lifelong dream. He booked a cruise bound for the Bahamas. And finally, the big day came. And this man, who loved to live in style, purchased a first-class ticket with a special provision printed right on the ticket that said, this ticket entitles the bearer to sit with the captain at the captain's table. And this man was so excited about his trip that he could hardly wait. And finally, the big day came. And he walked up the gangplank with his luggage. A steward took it from him and brought that luggage to his room. It was a beautiful day, and so the man decided that he would just flop down and relax in a chase lounge and sort of soak in some of the rays of the warm sunshine. About 4 p.m., preparations were being made for dinner in the captain's quarters, and he could smell the aroma of food being prepared by a world-class chef for an evening's culinary extravaganza. And at six o'clock, the dinner bell rang, and the man sprang to his feet, and he walked to the passageway leading to the captain's table, but as he went down, his balloons caught behind him. He thought, no problem, and so he decided to try and push them forward, but the balloons didn't fit. He said, you know, I really wasn't that hungry. After all, I think I'll just go to my room. But the balloons caught again, and so he spent the whole night sitting on a chase lounge under a dark sky. And as he was sitting there, he could hear the clinking of silverware and the laughter of people having a terrific time in the captain's quarters. The next morning, he woke up. He needed a shave and a shower. People were starting to stare at him. He sat in that chase lounge until 4 p.m. Again, preparations were being made for dinner. Six o'clock, the dinner bell rang. He sprang to his feet. This time, he had a plan. He went to the passageway, pulled out some suntan lotion, and smeared it all over those balloons so that they would squeeze through the opening. And he pushed, and he pulled, and he pulled, and he pushed, and then pop. Oh, no, his favorite lavender balloon burst. And so fighting back the tears, he went back and he sunk down in that chase lounge. All night long, he sat out there. And all the next day until 4 o'clock, when again, he could hear the preparations being made for dinner. 6 o'clock, the dinner bell rang. He sprang to his feet. But this time, instead of walking to the passageway, he turned 
and he walked to the stern of the ship. And he looked back at the people making their way to the captain's quarters. And then he turned and he looked up at his balloons. And then he opened his hand and he let them go. He turned around and he walked through the opening of that door that led to the captain's quarters where he sat down to have the finest dinner of his life. Friends, you and I hold a number of balloons in our hands. Indeed, if we were to have the eyes of Jesus Christ this morning, we might envision this entire sanctuary being filled with helium-filled balloons. That would not be good news, for balloons keep us from what Jesus called the abundant life of the children of God. But you and I have a ticket in our hand which says we may eat with a captain. You know how often do we spend the night out on the deck, sunk in a chase lounge? I think balloons are the reason. Now we all have different balloons because we all have different vices. Your balloon may be yellow-colored fear, green envy, rosy red lust, ice blue apathy, deep blue depression, brown chocolate-colored overindulgence, black hatred. A balloon can be part of who we are as much as an arm or a leg. Now, regardless if you are someone who likes to make New Year's resolutions, I would imagine all of us have an idea as the kind of person that we would like to be in 2024. Whether it's to eat less or read more, get up earlier in the morning, participate more at Chestnut Level Church. There's a good one, by the way. Drive slower, spend wiser, pray longer. For some of us, it might be that balloon that we're hoping to get rid of right here, especially after all those holiday meals. Or it might be a balloon in the payments that are coming up this month, again, after all those holiday purchases. The Christian life is all about making changes. It's about us becoming new men and new women through the power of God. It's about repentance. It's about rebirth. It's about a process of renewal that takes place every day throughout our lives. Now, usually we think of New Year's resolutions as giving up some kind of bad habit. But what does the Apostle Paul say in Philippians? Does he say, I've lost all of my bad habits for the sake of knowing Christ? Nope. He doesn't say that. He says, I've lost all things. And then he says, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So a balloon may be anything that keeps us away from being with the captain. For the Apostle Paul, that meant letting go of some really, really good things. Paul had to let go of all of his successes, all of those confidence builders in his life. Paul was a lot like the man with the balloons. Paul had it all. In a society that emphasized your ancestral roots, he had the ultimate pedigree. Paul was a Hebrew of Hebrews, born of the tribe of Benjamin, a leader, a Pharisee, a legal scholar. He had it made in the shade. But he said, I gave it all up. 
all the power, all the prestige, all the possessions, all the stuff of this world, as Paul says, is nothing but a bunch of hot air compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus personally. And then to sort of hammer home that point, Paul comes really close to crossing the line of good taste. He says, for his sake, I have lost all things. And he says, I consider them rubbish. What you need to know is that word rubbish is translated rather timidly here in the NRSV translation because in the Greek, it's the word for dung. In other words, what I think Paul is saying is, I consider it all a heap of you-know-what compared to the joy of knowing Jesus Christ. If you want to look at it another way, I want you to envision with me a scale. And on one side of the scale is the world and all that this world has to offer. The weight of the world is on this side of the scale. But then you take the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus Christ personally and you put it on the other side of the scale and it goes like this, thunk. The whole world is basically just a balloon compared to the privilege we have of knowing Christ. Now, some of you out there, some of you watching may be thinking, well, John, why, why is knowing Jesus Christ so wonderful? And the answer is because that knowledge is not just information that we have rattling around in our heads, but it is to be transformational. One of the questions I love to ask people is, which is more important, to know about Jesus Christ or to know Jesus Christ? I think you know that answer. Knowing about Jesus Christ is just information. Knowing Jesus Christ is transformational. To eat with the captain is to become like the captain. To truly know Jesus Christ is then to become like Jesus Christ. In 1 John 3, 2, which was our call to worship earlier in the service, it says, little children, it does not yet appear what we shall be, but this we know. When Christ appears, we shall be like him as he is. The Bible calls this process sanctification. That's really just a fancy Princeton seminary word. That means God is inside of us, shaping us into the image of Christ. Now, I don't know how your New Year's resolutions are going, but you may be thinking, if I can't keep a simple New Year's resolution, how can I ever hope for God to give me an extreme makeover in the image of Christ? Well, believe it or not, Paul gives us the answer in verse 10 in this Philippians chapter 3 passage. He says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. There's a story of an old wood carver who lived in the mountains of Pennsylvania and she carved beautiful dogs made out of wood. And someone was coming by and was admiring her handiwork and they asked her, well, how do you do it? And this woman said, well, all I do is I take a block of wood and I carve away everything that doesn't look like a dog. <laughs> the awesome power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is inside of you and me, chipping away at our sinfulness and everything that doesn't look like Jesus and molding and shaping our character more into Christ-likeness. 
What that means is that the resurrection isn't just something that happened way back here a long time ago. It's not something that's necessarily ahead of us, but God fills us and infuses us with that power in daily dosages. As it says in that verse from that wonderful hymn, Rock of Ages, nothing in my hand I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. I don't know, maybe that should be our New Year's resolution here at Chestnut Level Presbyterian Church. Nothing in thy hand I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. As I close, let me ask you, is there a balloon that you need to get rid of this morning? Is there an inconsistency between your talk and your walk? Do you? have a bitter grudge against someone that is, that is just sapping all the joy out of your life? Is there something in your family that is causing you such bitterness and resentment that you, you just have to let go of it? The good news is that our ticket has already been punched. It says first class and abundant life right on it. If we are to grow in this new year, we need to release the balloons because the bell is ringing. The captain is waiting. Everything is ready. And so, friends, what are we waiting for? Would you join me in prayer? Let us pray. Lord God, we pray that you would reach your hand down deep inside of us as you shape us into the kind of person that you want us to be in 2024. And give us the courage of sweet surrender to whatever it is you have in store for us this year. We also pray for each and every heart here in this room and for those who are watching, for those who need some special attention from you today, for those who are clinging just a bit too tightly to the balloons of life, missing out on being with you. For those who may need reassurance that you desire to transform our hearts and change us from the inside out. But Lord, most of all, fill us with the light and life and love of Jesus Christ and all that we do and say, for we pray these things in his holy name. Amen.